Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back. 260-6368 is the number. That's such a predictable thing for me to say. 260-6368. That means give us a call, please. We were talking about vegetables before. <clears throat> What's your favorite vegetable? My favorite vegetable is... Um... Boy, that's a good question. You know, I'm sitting here trying to d- decide which one of them. What's your least favorite vegetable? My, uh, would probably be uh, various kinds of winter squashes that just don't taste like anything. You know, melatons don't taste like much. They don't. Them. Remember when yeah. you used to do that melaton casserole? Uh, this This started, I think, at Thanksgiving one year, and then you made it for a couple of parties. But what you did was... Sliced melaton. I think maybe there was parsnips in it. Did that make sense? That could be, but and, parsnips and rutabagas are not what, or something. Yeah, it was uh, like a medley of of boring vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> but most people don't uh, take them at their own word. What do you mean? You're talking about melatons yeah, or me- melatons, rutabagas and mel- such? Melatons are always being touted as a you know Cajun Creole item. And Wait, all what of are that. they called? They're called alligator pears. My mother used to call. Um, oh wait, no, avocados. those were avocados that had the bright green. Yeah. Oh no, okay, <clears throat> wrong. Never mind. There's another name for. Oh, uh, chayote. Chayote. Chayotes are the same thing as uh, as melatons. Uh, melatons. Yeah. 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 And they've got that big nothing seed in it. You know, I I don't like them. No. But if you anything that I mean. Honestly, if something has such little flavor, it has no color, it has no seeming purpose, then how many nutrients can you be getting from it? You know what I mean? So I would say that if you used this vegetable and stuffed it with a whole bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. that would be fine, you know? But But why? But why? I mean, if you're... If you're not, you know, if you're not going to get much in terms of nutrient value, what's the point? It's kind of a lot to stuff something. Well, you know, you know it's, it's, people like to stay in in the hip crowd, you know. Yeah, but I don't think that's all that hip. I think most no. people kind of ignore that, actually. I wonder if it was battered and fried, if it could be like a fried eggplant with a sauce. I mean, it would be okay if you had... The proper kind of well, sauce. There, with there it. are eggplant dishes that I just think are, are great, like uh, Italian style Italian. Uh, like lasagna, las- like lasagna. eggplant lasagna. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, did when you made eggplant lasagna, did you make it with actual pasta or was it just layered eggplant cheese? You can and do it that way. Sauce. You can do it that way where you just throw the uh, the uh, macaroni or whatever you're using into the middle of the pot with the. I used to do that. I would do the I would do the the pasta. What I would do to make eggplant lasagna would be that I would take um, 
eggplant and I would bread it. But then I realized, why bread it? That's like adding extra calories. What's the point of that? So then I just would take the eggplant and put it on the uh, on the griddle that we had the attachment for the you know for the cooktop, and then I would cook it there, and then I'd layer it with pasta and red sauce mm-hmm. and cheese. Yeah. yeah, you could do that's basically lasagna. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. an eggplant lasagna, and I I made that for a while, and and I do like that, right. but I don't really like eggplant. You don't. I'm trying to think of any iteration of eggplant that I would say, oh, eggplant, huh, like, like came to those, the table. I like all those Italian red sauce uh, the things. I think they they come out great. Well, you know why? Especially because they, they taste crispy. like the Italian red sauce, not because of the eggplant. Well, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the Italian red will, sauce and not the eggplant. We will have to go and check this out because I can tell you that th- th- there is something to the layers of of a sauce and the layers of cheese and the layers of pasta. And it, it comes out uh, comes out great. Greg, is Doug you talking know that to Gregory us? is on the phone? Okay. Yeah, I can't hear anything Doug's saying. Hi, Gregory. Yeah? Hello. Hello, Marianne. Hello, Mr. Tom. Uncle Tom, Hello. rather. Uncle Tom? <laughs> hope you all had a good, I hope you all had a good weekend. Yeah, we <clears> sure <throat> did over here. Did you go to the fried yeah. chicken thing? No, I didn't do the fried chicken thing. No, not over the weekend. I did something different. I grilled, but um, I um, I loved your first hour talking about Cubby Rise, and it brought back. I didn't know that much about Cubby Rise. Did you? Oh sure, about twenty years ago, when uh, when uh, they were really getting in gear. I mean, a lot of the produce, but there were also there was poultry and there was pork being raised up there too. I know quail, Cubby Rise quail was a big item on. uh, It 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 just it just brings back memories. It's just a it's great a lodge too. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's that's rather recent. I'm talking about when they started. It must have been twenty or something years ago. You know, back in the food scene, having that that procurement of such great quality produce and poultry from so close. You know, it it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite chefs, the uh, late Rene Bajou, mm-hmm. who uh, who really really utilized that stuff. I know Tom remembers Big Renee. What a what a terrific guy he was. Yeah. And uh, a lot of Susan Spicer was using a lot of their produce, and probably for all I know, still does. Yeah. Um, but always an interesting show. I just love listening to him talk. You know, I mean, especially a guy like that working for that organization. That that's just going to be terrific for the food scene locally. Well, truth be told, he married into the family and was the executive chef at yeah. Redfish Grill and then moved right. to the North Shore for the reasons that most people move to the North Shore and decided to not make the commute. So it was a it was a great, you know, great uh, segue in his career. No-brainer for him. No-brainer yeah. for him. Yeah. But um, anyway. I just remember so, that name being prominent on a lot of menus. I mean, our produce is, you know, in cubby rice. Such and such, cubby rice, coil, cubby rice, duck, yeah. even duck. They would procure duck, and not, I'm a big fan of duck. I, I don't think you like it as much as Tom and I do, Marianne. But uh, no, no, let me tell you, I do love duck. It's got to be done right? a certain way. I don't like right. the fanned out breast with the pink in the middle. No, thank you. I see. If it is on the bone, and it is moist inside. And it is crispy on the outside. I am crazy about duck. 
It made me hungry. I need to get duck this week again. I gotta find a good place. To you know, duck. you know who does a great duck? I know, I know. Like, I people are saying, really, but I mean it, really. Oh, I know. We had I'll, I'll a bet. fantastic duck at Andrea's a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know what? What I like oh. about his duck is that on any I given day, about that. he has four or five different duck dishes and they're varied by sauce and they've always been good it's been on his menu since the beginning and i know because i wrote his cookbook that makes perfect sense. right now he's doing it with a plum sauce because he has plums growing in his yard that's right he's and i know he does one with i think um peaches or apricots or something too or he'll do it um on the uh, rotisserie and just kind of almost lacquer it kind of in a way uh yeah, yeah, I forgot all about how well Andrea does duck. No, he and really, it. it's great. It's really, yeah. really well, you great. Know, it's very close by, too. That might be something I'll do. <laughs> Not tonight. I'm all dirty. I, I've been I've been weeding the garden and trying to um, pull back. We haven't had any rain, so I've had to irrigate, and i got a huge backyard. So It's but 100 degrees outside, so I, I hope you waited until it got I, close I, to I, rain. I just wanted to chime in, and um, I was just hoping y'all had a good weekend because I did, and um, it's I'm just always glad when you guys are on the air. Hey, thank you, Gregory. Nice hearing from you. Appreciate it. Come on, bye, kids. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, Marianne is here. And let's see, anybody else here before we go moving off some other direction? You know, one thing that brought up uh, that was brought up in the first part of the program is uh, the the whole. Uh, idea of uh, there was there were two things here. vegetables we were talking about the vegetables. Yeah, we were the vegetables we're trying to we were trying to elicit from you your favorite vegetable yeah and your least favorite vegetable uh, you know what I think it is I think it's broccoli your least favorite no or no, your favorite? no wait wait I'm, I've I've just redecided it immediately asparagus yes I think that is your favorite yeah, that is my favorite. naturally that's my least favorite yeah. <laughs> No, I love, I'll tell you what, I think that broccoli, yeah. when it is cooked, and I keep saying it because this is absolutely the way to say it, the sweet spot where you put a knife through it, it goes through quickly and comes right out, It's you don't have to tug it, and it's not mushy, that is the vegetable sweet spot for me. I don't like the crunch, I don't like the squeaking and I don't like the mush. So the vegetable sweet spot, if you hit that, to me that's just like the pinnacle of vegetables. And broccoli, I think, done that way and cauliflower done that way is pretty close to perfection. And I didn't realize that if you squeezed lemon on broccoli, you really can tweak the flavor in a way that just kicks it up a notch. I didn't realize that that's what our daughter-in-law's mother, or I should say our son's mother-in-law does. And it's it's delicious. It's really, you wouldn't think it. It seems counterintuitive to have lemon on broccoli, but I don't There's know what it does. There's a lot of things you can put on, uh, with, yeah, you can add lemon juice to. Uh, Everything. The, the strangest like. thing to me, and it sounds completely non uh, uh, what's, what's a non sequitur, like non-sequitur, a non sequitur, yeah. Okay. Like a uh, food non sequitur, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would be, now I've forgotten that about the next thing. <laughs> go uh, back to the original question, Tom. I'm, um, I'm, I'm burning uh, to hear your least oh, favorite vegetable now. No, no, this is, uh, th- uh, we're still working about why it's good to have uh, lemon and uh, steaks. 
which most people think, no, that's that's dead wrong. You, you use. No, I think that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it really, really works. And it makes a big difference. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not buying on that one. I'm not buying that one for a second. I've been told I, that I'm Greg to think, is on the I'm phone. Sh- uh, Greg's on the phone? Greg's on the phone. What can I say? Okay. All right. What can I say? He's on the Wait a minute. <laughs> How about say nothing Greg, and let you, Greg talk? Are you there? I am here. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can I, now. I can hear you okay. Is, uh, is it coming in easily, or do you have to speak I a little I feel like louder? this is sort no, of like Alexander Graham Bell. Can you hear us okay? Right, go. go ahead. Roll yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Tell me when. Hit it. Uh, Marianne. Hello, Greg. I can I yes. can't really hear yes. you because I all I can hear is Tom fidgeting. So Tom, don't move. Greg, go ahead and talk. All right. So this might be better. I'm not on speaker. Um, so I thought about calling and not calling, and then I called. And the reason I called was not to convince you to change your mind, but to just explain that I am an eggplant nut, and okay. so is my family, and uh, there's just so many good. Dishes, eggplant, parmesan, thinly sliced with the right mind, mozzarella, and perfect tomato. Eggplant fries, eggplant with some casserole. Um, and then there's so many varieties of eggplant that give you different flavors. But uh, as much as you like, I would say, comfort food uh, or everyday food, eggplant is just one of those kind of dishes. And we love the eggplant. But I was really glad to hear about the different duck dishes while I was waiting to call at Andrea's. And uh, we've actually been going there quite a bit lately, um, and uh, he's he's doing a really good job with his his restaurant. Fabulous stuff. Well, good. He must be on a roll because you know it's it's very inconsistent. I hope he's not listening. It's very inconsistent. And well, he is, but that's 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 the lately the roll is good. Good. <laughs> a variety of duck dishes sounds just like I have never had a variety of duck. I don't know if you know any more about what kind of varieties he has. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. But you know what? How much variety do you need with duck? Is there anything more perfect than a duck that is is moist and juicy and properly cooked on the inside and then crispy on the outside all on the bone? I mean, I don't think it gets better than that. That's you know, the perfect uh, duck. And they, then they have the duck sh- breast, not with the bone, and they have duck confit and I like duck confit, but that silly pink breast fanned out to me is just a big zero. What? Well, we're going to go there tomorrow night. Good. What is this that you're you're going downtown? I don't like like, uh, duck breast fanned out with a pink breast. I don't like that. That's how you you usually see duck. You usually see duck. I know, and and Very I, I think it ought to be on the bone. I think it, I think it really, it loses something when you take it off the bone. To me, yeah. well, there's but nothing in the world like a crispy duck, half duck, cooked that would be crispy, crispy on the outside and just smoking juicy on the inside. Okay, you got and it. That, Go to Andreas and say, yeah, I need your duck it. dish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> give me some of that rotisserie duck with the crispy skin. Well, give me and my wife a chance to cook eggplant for you, and you'll be converted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I I'm not saying I hate it. I'm not saying that. I mean I can't I'm trying to think of any vegetable that I just can't eat. 
I would say that, that asparagus is very close to that, but I know it's good for me, so when I see it, I'll bite one or two of them. But for the most I part, I can about asparagus. I, I just I, I just can't get into them that much. But I love broccoli now. Broccoli's good. Well, you know, anyway. if, if you have a baby asparagus, you know, a little skinny, skinny one, a little skinny, yeah. skinny one that is steamed and is served with a really nice citrusy, hollandaise. tangy, yeah, hollandaise or, you know, right. any kind of dressing like that. I could do that, but but only because it tastes like the, you know, the the aioli or whatever, you know, <laughs> so, so that's the only reason for yeah. the sauce. Exactly. I got it. Exactly. All right. Well, it was good anyway, talking about Yeah, same here. Bye. Our All pleasure. Right. Thank you very much. It's the food show. I like this shaved bro- uh, Brussels Sprite salad. Oh, is that, can, we have another caller? You have a – no, but, it's just – it's a – Oh, it's a break. Break time. But what okay. is what did you find that you like? We'll talk when we come back about vegetables. Two six zero six three six eight. We'll be back. Six zero six three six eight. Tell us about your favorite and your least fave vegetable. We started the show talking about uh, vegetables with Covey Rise, yeah. and uh, so now I'm just kind of curious. What's your favorite vegetable and your least favorite? But first, let us tell oh, you about. Are you still asking me that? No, you're not you. No. I'm asking oh. them. <laughs> but oh, right now we're going to talk about Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke, right there at 1517 Metairie Road in the shopping center with Oakland Heart and Walgreens. That is where you're going to find, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the best club sandwich I've ever had. So you're you're going with they sandwich. do serve it with a honey mustard dressing, which I don't agree with so no. i asked them to sub out mayo which they're happy to do comes with delicious fresh cut chips potato chips they also have uh, good red beans and rice good day for that today with a sausage pork chop or uh ham shank they have good fried chicken you have to wait a little while for that but it is good fried chicken they have good fried seafood poor boys other sandwiches, a good hamburger, which I keep forgetting to tell you about. It's actually quite a good hamburger. And they I have say I've ever good had one creamy there. pastas there and meatballs and spaghetti and a whole bunch of other things. But we have two more spots for Porter and Luke, and we'll tell you about those in a little bit. 1517 Metairie Road between Walgreens and Oakland Heart, Porter and Luke. Yes, we're still talking about vegetables because there's a gigantic world of vegetables out there. Boy, is that the truth? And they're all waiting there to leave you healthy as can be. Yes. Because it really is one of the few things that you can eat out there and not worry about too much. Well, you know, it depends how much sauce you put on them because a lot of people really need that, but I don't. Um, I had some really shockingly bad grilled artichokes over the oh, weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I, I Are was. They, were they fried or broiled or baked? Oh, in you the know oven? what I love? I love fried artichokes. You know, in Italy in April when the, everyone's doing the carciofi, the fried way, and it's just delectable. But um, I like the fried artichoke hearts at, um, at Keith Young. They have good ones in Mandeville at that rusty pelican. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of other places that have them. Anybody ever... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry to say this on the air, but go ahead. Uh, This is one that started out in the restaurants and then left the restaurants but then came back to the restaurants. What, fried artichokes? It's a dish. Oh, what is it? Fried artichokes, they are among the best I've ever seen. My my wife, who is a real... 
a fanatic about uh, artichokes, especially baked. Yeah. So what? Uh huh. Uh, the uh, uh, she uh, always wanted to get more of that more often in the places she goes to, uh, but it was uh, somehow slipped past that. Remember the old uh, <clears throat> steakhouse that used to be in the middle of Fat City. It was there. Crazy and Johnny, you're talking crazy. about the stuffed artichoke. The stuffed artichoke. Yes. There. Here's the secret of that. They were coming from Doranax. Yes. Doranax was doing it for them and selling them to them. Yes. And uh, th- that says a lot about Doranax, and it says a lot about the, the steakhouse, too. Well, it wasn't really. Was Crazy and Johnny's a steakhouse, or was it just like a – It was. I thought it was a Four bar. No, no, I thought it was a bar, not a steakhouse, but like a bar that had the steak special on certain nights. Four ninety-five. Yeah. with a line – Going around the building yeah. and two blocks. Well, it just goes to show you that that was a long time ago, though. It but was. it just goes to show you that if you put out a good price, and and when you do put out a good price, and it was good, it wasn't bad yeah. stuff. Um, it just goes to show you that how much these prices are overinflated. That's a, that's what we're learning in the house. You yeah. know, it's like, well, I'll do the roof for this, and I'll go. Wait a minute, everybody's <laughs> charging me twice for that. Anyway. Um, so, all right, back to, to vegetables. Yes, Tom, thank you for that dissertation on my artichoke, <laughs> my interest in artichokes. I do love artichokes. But uh-huh. um, I'm trying to think of, of the vegetables that I really don't need to eat much of. You know, I, I, I love sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. I do. I, I remember, you know, my mom was not really so much into cooking, and a lot of what we ate came from the can, and it all went into this gigantic pot, which I wonder who got that. But um, she would open cans of sauerkraut and throw in some pork, and uh, I, I do love sauerkraut, which is something that you wouldn't expect to hear from me, but I really do love sauerkraut. Um I'm trying to think of, but I don't, but I don't really like cabbage all that well, except in coleslaw. Ah. Cabbage and coleslaw is really, you on that. really good. Um, I'm trying to think of other vegetables that really kind of rub me the wrong way. I love vegetables, so not really any of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of some too, and I'm coming up with yeah. nothing. Like, like Greg was it was trying to tell me about, uh, about. Um, eggplant and you know he could make me some eggplant that I would like I'm not saying I don't like eggplant but if I had to if I had the Covey Rise menu in front of me I would make sure that eggplant was on the bottom because it's not something that I seek out I don't seek it out and and um, and I do seek out other vegetables and oh is there something wonderful in a fried artichoke just cut into chunks. Yes, there is something. Oh, so I didn't finish saying that. I didn't finish saying the artichokes. You got off on the subject of me and artichokes. So um, these artichokes, first of all, I think that um, Houston's has maybe the best version of those grilled artichokes, and people go to Houston specifically for that. I think that um, the old Tony Angelo's had a really great steamed artichoke that was drizzled with olive oil and Parmesan cheese, and I think Rizzuto's has that now. 
Yeah, I think so too. But it's I, not I exactly like it, it's but not, it's not, and it's but it's it's quite, it's, fact, it's good. good it's good, and I think nephews, who is in fact the nephew of Tony Angelo, yep. might have carried that dish over there too. So I think that's another place if you were yeah. looking for that dish, you could find it. But um, the first rule, in in my opinion, of of charring artichokes, because you have to steam artichokes first. I mean. Artichokes are a yeah. tough leaf They're to gnaw. A lot of work. You know? Yeah. So you when you're doing stuffed artichokes, that's an hour in a pot to make them easy to eat, you know, to I mean, you you could actually eat them all the way, but most people don't. But they have to be steamed enough for you to even be able to do that. Anyway, these artichokes that I had Okay, I'm okay. So I'm glad he's back because I was wondering where he was. Um, so you have to steam them before you can start charring them. Steve, where have you been? I was worried about you. I went. Uh, I was on a cruise to uh, nowhere. <gasps> How nice! No, no, I'm kidding. Oh. I, uh, <laughs> my my voicemail when you call my answer machine it says okay it's the middle of November 2021. And Susan and I are in the middle of the ocean on a sailboat, and people go, well, my best response, a friend of mine says, damn, I missed my son's wedding if it's November 2021. <laughs> well, I was so, hoping that you were just, you know, on vacation or something, because, you know, because you're so regular, it's like, you know, where, where, where is Steve? Okay. So everything is um, fine. Good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, okay. Cubby Farm. We're of- missed. Well, thank you. Uh, Covey Farms is right next to some my one of my wife's best friends used to have a a dog kennel up there called Panchahoa, and uh, it was right up there. They abutted Covey Farms, so I've been knowing about Covey Farms for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my vegetables that I don't eat: beets and cucumbers. Beets. I, you know, there's a, I, a famous quote, quoted guy whose quotations we can't use anymore because he's totally out of uh, yeah, yeah. vogue, for uh, sure. <laughs> and Steve he, knows exactly what you're going to say because you've said yeah, it a few times. Yeah, and they uh, – Not go today, ahead, but – Go ahead. It's a good quote and anyway. Beats, and he, he said that the least used sentence in the English language is – I, I um, Can I have can your I beats? Can I have your beats? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, my wife used to like them until I told her one time. I said they taste like dirt, and she started now, eating. Now, but she you, went, okay, my to be God, fair though, have up. you had? To be fair, have you had beets that are fresh roasted? And yeah, yeah. That doesn't help. Not, that doesn't help. They're not bad. They're not terrible. Mm-hmm. But, okay, um, I mean, I agree with you on canned beets, but but the ones that are fresh roasted, those can be good. Yeah, I they're agree. okay, especially you know, with like the, a feta the, cheese or something, you know. Well, if you put enough great sauce on <laughs> whatever, right. right? That's true. You know, that's true. so yeah. that's that's, that's why exactly. I kind of laugh at that. You know, if you put enough great sauce on, that's true. Dog cooking, anything, yeah. They're yeah, cardboard, they're you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little hard to eat. 
to the cardboard, but yes, and it doesn't uh, have as many nutrients as beets. Apparently, beets are really good right. for you. Brussels sprouts are something that my wife and I have started roasting, and we're both just nuts about them. Yeah, I don't really like good. them. Seen. They are. I'm just crazy about them roasted. And my wife said one time recently, she said, "What do you think your mother would say if if she heard you say?" You know, you know. Can we have Brussels sprouts for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Well, but but to be fair, Brussels roasted. sprouts today are not the Brussels sprouts of yesteryear. I agree. Okay. I agree with I mean, it's that. It's like it's like carrots that are you know probably from Covey Rise with the little the little green on the end and they're little they're not the same carrots that you had sitting on your plate at the school cafeteria that were drenched in margarine and really bleh, right? Yeah, undercooked and... Yeah, so, no, over, overcooked. But, I mean, you know, it's it's all different now. You know, these things are good. M.A. has left the room. He, she will be back in a moment, uh, and we will find out more about all of this. And we're still looking for vegetables that you either love or don't love so much. Uh, our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. Boy, that was quick. I just okay. had to let the doggie out. Oh, is that what that was about? The big beast of a dog. We'll be back. We are back. 260-6368 is the number. We have Stephen on the phone, but Stephen, if you will be patient, we just want to tell you about Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke is on Metairie Road between Walgreens and Oakland Heart and that little shopping center there. What do you like of Porter and Luke, Tom? Well, I like the fact that they always seem to have two or three fish, fresh fish, ready to go right on the menu. It's the fish du jour. They're not messing around with it. They're doing a job with it. And they uh, they have this quite consistently. And one of the things I like about it most is that uh, they oftentimes will get actual uh, uh, seafood. Seafood. Uh, and sometimes it's something offbeat like sh- uh, sheep's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheep's head is one of those uh, fish that I think is so much better than most people think it is. That you ought to just try it for once, and, and you'll be over there more often. Good and, comfort food of all kinds. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and all of the dishes that go with it uh, are in yeah. uh, company. Good, good beans like butter beans and things like that too. Porter and Luke, fifteen seventeen Metairie Road. They now have Sunday brunch until two o'clock, and that's that's not the only thing you can get on Sunday, but they do have an extra brunch menu, some brunch items in addition to their regular menu. Let's go to Stephen. Hello. Hello. What days are we not going to have you this week? <laughs> You've caught on to that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard the oyster lady saying she was coming in on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow, Justin Kennedy will be in the seat, and then Allie Lofton on Thursday. Okay. Getting Who's going to be here on Wednesday? Well, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. You're not going to be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. No, we are. You are Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We are there Wednesday and then Friday. Okay. Okay. This week, we're going to keep you guessing. You know, I'm I'm having trouble hearing you. I said that's this week. We'll keep you guessing. Go ahead. You can't hear me. Okay. Also, I am still in search of a HD2 radio. 
I went to Walmart, and they didn't have any. And I went to Best Buy, and they only had one, and it was a portable radio that you had to buy batteries for. Just so, in your car, Stephen. We're not on that much. I'm in your car. <laughs> That's I'm in said. my car. Just sit in the car. You better not be in my okay, car, well, but the, yeah, uh, just sit in the car. We're not we're not there that much. Luckily, Although it I is have a hot. turbo it diesel. Is, it is hot, though. That's that's true. A, so, but what about you know, the I don't computer? Want to sit the car what about and, streaming? I don't have a computer. Well. But see, that's what you ought to invest in. Forget the HD radio. Go invest in a computer. Yeah. You need that for other reasons, too. Uh, I don't want one. Okay. What's your favorite vegetable? I can't solve all your problems. What's your favorite vegetable? Uh, I like peas. You know, we didn't even think Either of peas. Fresh peas or frozen peas. Yeah, I bet you fresh peas are really, really, really good. English. Mm-hmm. What's the difference in English peas and peas? None. Oh. <laughs> well, then English peas are hot on menus. They are very hot on yeah. menus. Why do people keep and calling them English peas? Go ahead, what? Yeah. It, it, they come in two forms. One of them is the peas you get from Europe, which are much more meticulous in their making than, than you can imagine. Okay. But what uh, I think is really interesting, yeah, uh, is the uh, uh, the. Let's see, where was I now? English the peas. English peas uh, is that I remember for a while every restaurant I went to, uh, if you had a choice of what your side dish was going to be, I would always ask, you know, what what uh, is there to get, and the waitress would always say, English peas, not not, not peas. Just English peas, as if that were something special. When it really, it's just peas wrapped around the husk, and not very well either. Uh, Petipois or little peas, right? Petipois, little little peas. Yeah, I like those too. You know what I think peas are the are really good with. I think that meatballs and spaghetti with a side of peas is very really much so. good. Can I tell a story about that? No, no, go ahead. Oh, come on. <laughs> There I like mushrooms res- with my peas. There's a... Ah, huh? okay. What? Okay. What? He likes mushrooms with his peas. Mushroom and yeah. peas, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Years and ago, there was a very well-known local Italian restaurant who has since been deceased. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote a review of it. Uh, he had a restaurant on the North Shore, which was unusual in those days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote an article about it, and I said that it the, that the peas that they were always serving in sauces and everything mm-hmm. couldn't fig- that I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and I I gave him kind of like a not mm-hmm. so great review, which was stupid mm-hmm. because he was otherwise a pretty good uh, restaurateur. Okay. Then years later, uh, uh, he all let's let's just say that uh, he made it. Not so happy that I'd come in that day, yeah. but he turned out to be a really nice guy, and he let me get away with it. But he he was always just poking up my about peas, about yeah. peas, yeah. and about you know, like okay, yeah, the way you make a good uh-huh. restaurant is to eat peas. Yeah. Anyway, he was uh, he was a, one yeah. of the really good restaurateurs, but I yeah, I can't, you can't say his name. Yeah. 
All right, so Stephen, why do you like mushrooms with your peas? And what is the other thing on the plate? Like you, you can't just eat peas and mushrooms. Like what else is on the plate? Yeah, usually a steak or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or even yeah. chicken would be would be good. Oh, chicken and but peas also, would be good. Oh, yeah. Mashed potatoes, chicken and peas. That's good. Go ahead, yeah. what? Uh, English cu- cucumbers don't have seeds. Yeah. You know what Steve was talking about, not liking cucumbers, and I forgot to ask him. He got away before I could ask him. I don't like cucumbers either, except in the following iterations. I like them in a Greek salad when there's – you know what the combination? I just realized what it is. It's the same thing in a Greek salad that's in this other salad. It's purple onion and cucumbers together. Well. I'm not crazy about cucumbers, but I like pickles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like pickles. I eat pickles almost every day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know right what? Out of the pickles jar. are hip now, so, you know. Pickled yeah. everything is really hip now, but uh, but I've always liked pickles. And I love pickles on on hamburgers to an extraordinary degree and Roast tom you eat boy. you eat pickles Roast with with your oyster poor boys yep. too yeah it's good yeah. anyway what's your least favorite vegetable Stephen? uh i think eggplant yeah yeah nightshade yeah. i don't even know what that means but anyway that's the member yeah. of the family that gave us uh, the tomatoes. Tomatoes and yeah. eggplant, yeah. for that matter. Squash blossoms. That's one that's getting really popular yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Squash yeah. blossoms. Yeah. Um, oh, and you know what I, what I got in the mail today? My mother, oh, wow, 92, and is is moving into a assisted living facility. So Who she's is? going through things. My mother. But your mom is? Your mom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. How old Her is she, decision, like 90? 92. 92. Okay. So anyway, she said something the other day about her rolling pin. Now, this is a rolling pin, like a maple rolling pin that I remember as a kid that she used uh-huh. to roll out dumplings. Uh-huh. And so she sent it to me. So I just got it in the mail today. Well, so, you could have picked but, it up when you go visit her. Don't you go like every other month? Yeah, but she spent $12.50 sending it to me. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad she passed it on because I'll bet you that's a cool thing. I think those, yeah. those wooden things yeah. last forever. Yeah, and it's probably 75 years old, I would say. Yeah, see, that stuff lasts forever. I have some gorgeous, gorgeous things here, and nobody mm-hmm. wants them like what are they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I said, you also have a mic on the phone. Okay. Bye, saying? Stephen. Let's go Hi. to Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Had a good meal at uh, Krabby Shack Saturday night. You did. You know, you probably uh, just about always do. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, it, for for what they charge and the food they put out, it's uh, you know, it's no big deal at all. But the, I find it really good and very uh, very consistent. Uh, I agree about the consistency. We were both in the mood for the thin-cut uh, catfish, and we knew that the new Middoss would be a mob scene. <laughs> so we, we we just decided to go over there. And it was good. It really was. Uh, but uh, on two thoughts on the uh, topic of the day, roasting is the, the rage right now with just about everything. People yeah. used to always boil, boil or steam, but everybody roasts now. 
And you hear a lot about the roasted Brussels sprouts, but the roasted cauliflower is really good. Yeah. And the sauce that we love on it is a piccata sauce. Olive oil, lemon juice, and capers. Who's doing a, a roasted cauliflower on the North Shore? Oh, no, I'm not talking about doing, doing it at home. Oh, I don't know anybody so in the restaurant. I was about to say, the North Shore, yeah, they don't have that over here. But, I, I mean, anyway. I do it. I do the cauliflower exactly like I would do the roasted Brussels sprouts. I start it on the top of the stove with a um, with a cast iron skillet, and then it goes under the broiler to you know to brown it up. But that sauce, that lemon butter uh, caper sauce with a little fresh ground black pepper, really just—I mean, cauliflower is a pretty bland veg, vegetable. Yes. And you you really have to make it taste. It's all like the tofu of vegetables. You know, have to do something to it to make it taste. Yeah. But then this this the this is the thing that of, it's the, tofu of vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a new uh, movie. This this is something I want you to try because I just stumbled onto this a few months ago. Right. I'm a, I love I love cabbage. Okay, I like it boiled. I like it smothered. But it's a lot of work doing smothered cabbage, and it wow. really makes your house smell like cabbage. <laughs> somebody somebody introduced me to baked cabbage. And what you do, you know, most of the time, if you think about cabbage going into the oven, you're thinking of cabbage rolls. And you get these very wet, very limpid uh, pieces of cabbage with rice and meat. This is totally the opposite. What you do is you take a small to medium head head of cabbage and you leave the stem on so that when you cut it into slices, you have the stem to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And you can you can lay it out lay it out on a cookie sheet, or whatever. And you put a drizzle olive oil on it, and you salt and pepper it. That's all. That's all you need. And you put it in a really hot oven at about 450 degrees for at least a half an hour, preferably a little longer than that. And what you wind up with is a caramelization. A lot of the cabbage actually caramelizes, hmm. and it is it is really really yeah, that delicious. Sounds good. And, yeah. And it and it does and it does not make the house smell like cabbage. It's mm-hmm. really pretty amazing. How thin uh, do you slice it? Uh, I'd say maybe a quarter of an inch. Okay. They're pretty thin slices. They're pretty thin okay. slices. That's why that's why you wouldn't want to use a huge head head of cabbage because uh-huh. the slices themselves would be prohibitively large, and you wouldn't be able to get maybe but three of them on a cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. But if you get a smaller to medium-sized cabbage, you can cut them in small enough slices. It's very important, as I said, to leave the root on because if you don't leave the root on, yeah. it's just all going to fall apart. Yeah, much. You know? yeah. right. But but I can I can almost assure you, if you do it once, you'll do it again because you just won't believe how good that caramelization it good. is. Yeah. So give it a try. Vegetables do caramelize and then they they become sweet and delicious. So, but I mean, you know, you said this when you when you entered the conversation. You said that we're roasting things now versus boiling things. Well, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot better now. That's why everybody likes them now. Yeah, boiling and I grew up. I grew up just like you did with with the canned stream beans with a piece of bacon <laughs> in it. You know, what I mean, that, that's what we knew back in those days. That's, that's right. all it was. You know. That's right. Uh, anyway, thank God we've moved moved beyond that. Okay. Yes. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks. And, and if he grew up like me and he's doing that with cabbage, then there's hope for all of us. Do we have another caller, Doug? Okay, let's do Porter and Luke then. Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. The comfort food place. Starting point for me, turtle soup. 
Yeah. It's it's a really, really good version. And the only thing I don't like about it is that they also have, usually, on most nights, three or four more soups that they'll uh, suit you with, no pun intended. Anyway, there it is. And uh, that's reason enough to get me to go to New Orleans. To Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. And uh, the people there, uh, I, I like them every time I go uh, a little bit more because people, first of all, come up to my table and just want to say hello or whatever. Sometimes they don't know me at all or even who I am. But It's not likely that but, anybody else will have that experience. Well, I don't know. But, <laughs> Unless they're uh, dining you, with you. You, uh, you uh, get to talking with them, and especially the, the people who are working there, and they'll get you in a way you're not expecting because their staff, for the most They're part, are really good. In their twenties, these really are really friendly, uh, great. Not uh, uh, people who have been, you know, been in the restaurant business for a long, long time, but they act as if they are. They really have. Well, they're very talent. knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable, but also they have a great attitude, and I yes, love that yes. about it. All of this is at Porter and Luke. They are on fifteen seventeen Metairie Road. Uh, and easy enough to find, and they are seven days a week now with a brunch on Sundays now, too. Something new. Porter and Luke, great comfort food for you. Two six zero six three six eight. if you would like to get into this conversation last five minutes about vegetables. I'm trying to think of some of the other vegetables that that uh, I would actually seek out. Does this count as a uh, as a vegetable? Grits? What do you think? Oh, speaking of grits... Does it get any better in the summer to have corn that is boiled first, just a little bit, parboiled, uh, yeah. toasted a little bit on the grill, Yeah. and even if it's not toasted a little bit on the grill, just boiled corn with butter just melting between the kernels and some salt. I mean, really. Is that not just the pinnacle? It's such a summer thing. Corn. Delish. I mean, I don't, I don't really eat a lot of corn. No. But um, but I love corn. And corn done that way is just spectacular. And nobody mentioned corn, which is kind of surprising. I think of corn now as like grain for for cattle, which it absolutely shouldn't be. But, um, but I... I think it's a shame that it's come to that, but corn can be really spectacularly delicious, I think. You know, a lot of uh, the things that uh, are are cooked in that category, uh, they uh, they come together in ways you're not expecting. Uh, one of them was uh, crab meat and corn soup. I remember that was a Paul Prudhomme item. He, he, he invented that. Uh, he threw it out there, and everybody loved it with good reason. Corn chowder is good. Corn chowder. It doesn't even have to have crab I, meat in it. It's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the crab meat and all the rest of it really turned it into something, and it. Uh, you can get a you can get a shrimp and corn chowder. You can get a crawfish and corn chowder. Yeah. So clearly, seafood and corn in a cream sauce is pretty darn good. Yeah. Pretty darn that good. That works uh, pretty well. But fun. but you're talking about getting a little bit away from the vegetable. I'm talking about just the vegetable by itself. I'm all thinking, by itself. I'm thinking that uh, vegetables all by themselves, all right, properly one. cooked, are pretty spectacular. I've got one. Uh, Fennel. Or you a, you love fennel, do you? I do. You know what you know what 
celery. You always talk about braised Very celery. Related. Yeah. So, see, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just say I want fennel or I want celery. Well, nobody does that. Uh, well, you you can though. I you mean, can. I I remember. Uh, but I just always think of those things as as flavor enhancers in other things. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's a uh, it's they a, don't stand alone to me. Agent. Yeah, it's not it's not a leader. It's well, they, a but they but they can be. You know, they I mean, I be. see I see braised celery and I see braised fennel and things like that. But but to me, those are things that you chop up and throw into something else. Yeah, I mean, kind of like kind of like if you did kind of like if you yo, you're absolutely right about that. You know, you can also roast onions, but why would you? Good question. But I mean, you can do that. It you know? can be done. Yeah. And and is garlic a vegetable? Yeah. Sure. Is. Why not? Yeah. But roast garlic, ro- ro- roast garlic, is pretty spectacular. Yeah. I, I think of roast garlic sometimes as just a butter. You know, like if you if you have a crostini on a platter with roast garlic and other things on it, I will take the garlic and spread it like a butter. And that's pretty good, I have to say. Oh, we've come to the end of our show. Vegetables. You, you know what? Um, today's show, I thought, was very lively, full of interesting things. Thank you, Austin Kirshner. And... Uh, yeah, well, we're getting you know, the ball rolling. Had a had a good uh, gift. A g- gift. Got the ball uh, rolling. Yeah, got the ball rolling. That was quite a that was quite a good gift. And uh, I appreciated that, and uh, it makes me want to go on. Yes. You know. And All right. We'll talk but to you tomorrow. But not tonight. Let's not have tonight. a good dinner we're, and. And then tomorrow we good will evening. reappear. No, actually, Justin Kennedy will be in the chair tomorrow. Oh, he will? WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.